What's good, people? Welcome to a special episode of the Puget Sounds Podcast. My name is Gary Nkandalua, and I'm joined today by my co-host, the thriller that smells like vanilla, Mr. Ryan Leaf. Say hi, Mr. Leaf. Good afternoon, everyone. Looking forward to a wonderful interview with both Ryan Crowther and Scott Patterson. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, and just, again, today is a very special episode because we have... Not one, but two phenomenal people want to thank you both for taking the time because you are very busy individuals. So, Scott, why don't we kick it off to you? Why don't you introduce yourself to everyone? All right. I'm Scott Patterson. I'm a lifelong resident of Everett, Washington. I currently host the Cruise and Colby Car Show in addition to uh, my full-time job. I've got another car show out in Snohomish that I do for the community out there for Clahia Days. And then uh, most recently, I partnered up with Everett Music Initiative to do some uh, some music stuff. You know, sitting around having cocktails with RC and talking about, you know, I'd, I'd really like to grow Cruising to Colby and make it a true three-day event. And we kicked around, you know, the biggest car show in the nation, Hot August Nights, and what they're doing down there in Reno. And, and I went down and checked it out, and uh, they have live music every night. So let's add a kickoff concert to Cruising to Colby. Last year, we did that. We brought in Tonic and Everclear, and we had a kickoff concert on the three-day weekend, on Saturday of the three-day weekend, Memorial Day weekend, that is. And it rained straight sideways about a half an inch during the show. And we came to the realization that kickoff concerts in May are risky. And here we are in July, and we found a better date to do what we're doing uh, next week with the uh, Clint Black Show. For the listeners, what Scott's making reference to is, so come July 15th, um, there will be the Rock the Boat concert with Mr. Clint Black himself. He will be joined by Santa Poco and Iris Drive. Now, RC, what about you? Why don't you introduce yourself to all the good folks out there? Sure. Uh, Ryan Crowther, I'm the founder of Everett Music Initiative. It's a project we started in 2012. A few folks who are just kind of interested in creating a bit more nightlife and wanting to liven up things here in Everett. Since then, we've put on over 400 events. You know, our main event of the year is Fisherman's Village Music Festival. 50 plus bands over three days across five, six stages in downtown Everett. And then we've uh, most recently taken on the production of music at the Marina, which is Everett's Thursday night free music series down at the port of everett and throughout the year we just look for opportunities to you know highlight uh local artists um, bring in touring artists this last about a year ago i took on a role as the ceo and president of edmund's chamber of commerce it's been in my kind of full-time job there and getting to do a lot of neat stuff you know taking the keys to taste Edmonds and then putting on some good events down there and between those two I, I stay busy enough and obviously always looking to up the game between all those projects so thanks for having us yeah no that's awesome and just both of you are very plugged in to the local community and bringing music in and why is this such a passion for the two of you yeah I think for me um you know I fell into Everett due to a job. And to be totally honest, I was living in Seattle and I wasn't terribly thrilled about it. And then the more time I spent in Everett, the the more I realized, one, obviously my fondness for it, but two, the opportunity of 
really bringing more to Everett. You know, I think everyone's asking the question, where do I want to live instead of where do I have to live? And I think for so many people that comes really down to the livability of a community and having fun things and community events and a place they really want to call home. And for me being a, you know, a music guy, I think that is a lot of why I hear people love Everett is there's there's a lot of great things happening and that's obviously a, in part due to you know our projects but um, there's a lot of other great stuff happening that that people like us are spending their time and spending their wheels on so let's go add to that I agree that you know the, the livability of Everett and the community is you know, I've been here since there's you know, forty thousand people now there's uh well hundred and forty thousand people pushing and. Uh, but it still feels like a small town, but yet we're, you know, 140,000 people and probably the fourth biggest city in the state, I'm guessing. But we still have this small community, blue collar mentality. And, um, and through our projects and like Ryan alluded to other projects that people are doing, we can really bring this community together. And, and I think that's why, you know, a city of 140,000 people, we still feel like we're a, a town for lack of a better term, because the community turns out. We love the model of the Everett Music Initiative. Um, and you, you show it on your website and I, I'm just going to quote it here. Uh, the model says, convince bigger names from Seattle to come play to a new crowd with a small guarantee, ask up-and-coming local bands to open the show, promote the hell out of it, and a good time would be ensued. And absolutely love this, right? I can remember reading an article in the Seattle Times from like back in, I think it was like 2015, and it was exploring the question of why are some of the big rock tour skipping Seattle. Um, now, one of the things also about Everett Music Initiative is that it's hosted over 3,000 artists from seven different countries. So, RC, for you, what do you think? Is Seattle, and by extension, the Puget Sound region, is that skipped over a lot today by a lot of the big music tours? Yeah, I mean, I think our relationship in Everett as a tertiary market to Seattle is one topic and I think why large kind of tours are skipping over Seattle is another really hot topic I do think you know there's there's a lot to do with that question and I think could be better answered by folks who are you know I think a little more entrenched in in Seattle and doing you know these roles of talent buying and things but I mean, I think from my end, I, I just noticed that so often where these tour posters roll out and you're just like, yep, <laughs> missing, missing, uh, missing Seattle. There's a hole there. So I think, I think a lot of it is just due to everyone getting together for a tour, bringing the team together and really needing to maximize the money. And cause that's why they're there. And I think between mountain passes, really challenging weather, there being a pretty long drive between the music markets of the Pacific Northwest with there really only being a few. Those all make it very challenging to uh, tour. And I think with the Midwest and Northeast and all that, it's everything's two, three hours away. And I think we, we do, we miss out on some of those. I can add to that. Um... 
give you some specifics. We we started writing offers in <clears throat> August um, last last August twenty twenty two uh, for Memorial Day. We still had even though we got rained on in uh, twenty two with Everclear and Tonic. We started writing offers to bands in August, um, and we probably touched between rock, uh, classic rock, country. We probably touched up to maybe 30, 35 bands through agents and agencies and, and offers. And, and we, we ended up with, you know, not having a concert on Memorial day because we couldn't get anybody routed. Um, we, we worked real hard with Clint's staff and we tried to get Clint out in, in March, excuse me, May, in May. And, uh, we just couldn't, couldn't do it. He wasn't routed. So, uh, I was literally looking at his tour dates that came out, uh, his second round of tour. And I'm like, Hey, what are you doing on July 15th? And, uh, Cass's agent, you know, I sent him an email and replied back with that's an open date. And I said, well, I see you're in Medford, Oregon the night before. And he's like, yeah, July 15th is an open date. And I said, I'll send you an offer. So the only reason we got Clint was because he was here. Um, we talked with, like I said, maybe 30 bands, 35 bands. And we we're to the point of even talking about reaching out to other communities and trying to route these guys. Um, offering them three cities in the Northwest where we're just going to call up a couple promoters and say, hey, do you want so-and-so on this date? We'll take them this date and then let's send them to Oregon on this date. So that's actually something we're, we're toying with is creating a three-stop route in the Northwest to try and to try and lure some of these tours. You mentioned you were looking at over 30 artists when you landed on Clint Black. So what goes into your individual choices as far as what artists to bring in? Is that something that you guys just, when you're creating an event, you think about, you know, that particular event and what the draw would be, or just walk us through what kind of artists you look to bring in and maybe what's on the horizon there for what our listeners may um, look forward to with some of your other events. Currently, 90s rock and 90s country are killing it. So those are kind of the two avenues we went down when we were talking about, you know, who we could add to the Memorial Day weekend. And so then we just started bouncing things off of each other. You know, Everett's this niche market. We looked at bands that we thought would do well in Snohomish County, East Snohomish County. I mean, primarily Everett, but, you know, right now 50% of our ticket sales are out of East County. Monroe, Lake Stevens, Marysville, which would be North County, and then up north into Arlington. And the other half are primarily out of Everett. And then we're getting, you know, a, few, a little bit here, a little bit there. But for the most part, I should, you know, I should probably say 40% are East County and 40% are out of Everett. And then the other 20% is scattered about, I mean, they're really the world, actually. And so we just, we spend time on, you know, what works here. We don't worry about what works in Seattle because that's that's not our market. So we just spent a lot of time bouncing back and forth. And last year with Everclear, and it's like, okay, how do we how do we tie that in? Everclear, great band from Portland, good you know, good following in Seattle area, but still just a strong band for for Everett. And then we threw in Tonic, and people are like, well, who's Tonic? And we, you know, threw out the couple of their songs, like, oh yeah, Tonic. So I just feel like we know our market really well, and therefore we uh, so far we've made good choices. 
And Scott and RC, I love what you're doing for the community. Now, as a podcast about music and vinyl, we we have to ask. And uh, Scott, we'll start with you. Are you a vinyl fan? Do you do you currently you know own and play vinyl? You know, I don't. I've got a few. I've got a few vinyl, but I don't. I don't have anything to play. We've talked about getting something uh, around the house. Um, I grew up in a house with no TV, and single mom, and it was all about music. And I mean, I remember she had boxes and boxes and boxes of albums, and she had a turntable and a receiver and. And music was always on at our house because we just we didn't watch TV. We didn't have a TV, so yeah, there's that nostalgic feeling, you know. And I see vinyl or hear vinyl, I'm like, yeah, I should probably start doing that. But to be honest with you, I'm I'm a collector, and I have to pick and choose my battles. Is that one of those guys that if I decide to go into vinyl, I'm gonna spend fifty thousand dollars in the next two years, and I'm gonna buy everything I could ever possibly get my hands on and. And my family's going to look at me like, oh, here we go again. Now it's vinyl. So that's the kind of, kind of jokes that I get around here. It's like, don't start buying stuff because he'll buy it all. <laughs> RC, what about for you? Are you, a, are you a vinyl fan? Yeah, absolutely. I started collecting vinyl probably in high school when my parents... We're cleaning out the garage and I started seeing the records that they had. I never even noticed were in the garage. And then through college, you know, and it was a slow, slow grow, but I would say it got a little carried away about probably 10 years ago. And I mean, there, there's just something to be said about, you know, I think we all love streaming music. It, it offers you everything. But what I love about vinyl is, is, you know, you're listening to the entire record and it's very intentional. And so I, I, I've definitely continued, you know, growing my, my vinyls. I, I also really love classic country music and do a honky tonk brunch event where we play nothing but old classic country. And by old, I say sort of sixties through nineties country music so that's that's been going on for about four years maybe maybe five <laughs> yeah we love that the honky tonk brunch that's awesome big thank you to rc to you and to scott for joining us today no thanks for having us we appreciate it we should uh, do this again we can do a follow-up and uh talk about maybe post show and and what's next because that's us we're like you know, the concert's 10 days away, and we're currently talking about what are we doing next year. For everyone listening, number one, don't forget to pick up your tickets for the Rock the Boat concert on July 15th. You can buy them online, and the link is in the show notes. Check out Clip Black and Santa Poco and Iris Drive. And also shout out to the Everett Music Initiative. The link is in the show notes. And finally, get it on your calendar for next year, Cruz and Colby, the... The link is in the show notes. Mr. Leaf, what about for you, sir? Thank you both, RC and Scott, for taking time out of your day to uh, to connect with us and look forward to another successful event that you guys are hosting. Appreciate your time. want to thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you, everyone.
so unfair.